That is the sound of the bell of round number four, fight number seven, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corners. Ranchos al hígado. Hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with Rick Prado back in studio again. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Great to be back. Yep. Excited, Rick. Round number four. You know I always get... A little bit more giddy and excited when we have a pro fighter coming on. And today we have none other than Ruben Ace Torres out of South Central. Really a SoCal guy. Big fight coming up for him August 20th on the Thompson Path to Glory. He's going to be joining us today, Rick. Yeah, really looking forward to that interview and you know, excited to be out there on the, on the 20th. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've seen him fight, right? Yeah. We've talked about it. We've seen him fight, you know, several. I think we've seen like his last four or five fights, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. He's getting better and better. Um, you know, I don't have to blow smoke up him, right? I mean, yeah. I've I've mentioned how you know how high we are on him. Big kid, um, basically, you know, five eleven, about six feet, and sky's the limit, right? I know they're bringing him along, right? Um, you know, as they should. You got to navigate a fighter's career, um, but we'll get an opportunity to ask him about that. Yeah. And yeah, and understand, you know, 135, 140 pound division. So we got that coming up uh, for the show today. Um, Plus just a good story, by the way. Mm -hmm. Right. This is somebody that, you know, again, from South Central, really easy to get diverted, Rick, and distracted and go on different paths. So where he's at as a 24 year old and still focused and disciplined, that in itself says a lot, man. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Well, of course, we got uh, the fights that happened over the weekend, Rick. Our guy Virgil Ortiz Jr. was back in action, right? Yeah, he looked good. You know, we'll, de- we'll definitely break it down, you know, later, but um, he looked really good. Yeah, he did. Uh, Blair the Flair. Uh-huh. Back in action. Uh, upset victory. He, he was a 2-1 to one underdog in that fight. Yeah, I didn't realize, you know, they didn't have the numbers posted for uh-huh. him. Um, I watched it. I watched both fights. Yeah. I got to tell you, he looked good. Yeah, you know, it was an impressive win. You know, it, uh, you know, I, I think I said, you know, that the, the, the loser was done. You yeah. Know, this yeah. is probably yeah. Maurice Hooker's, you know, last, you know, fight that, uh, you know, of, of substance. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Last fight, certainly of any relevance as yeah. far as, you know, if he was, it was, it was a pivotal fight, mm-hmm. right? Call it what you want, a turning point. I, I forget what Chris Mannix was, the great Chris Mannix, by the way. But, but yeah, it was very much uh, one of those defining fights we talked about. Yeah. And we're going to cover that, uh, you know, a little bit more as well. Great performance by Virgil Ortiz Jr., of course, Marlon Espinosa. So, and then we got some fights coming up this weekend, right? We got Teofimo. The return of Teofimo, yeah. right? Yeah, really looking forward to that, man. Like, uh, it, it seems like it's been a long time since he's been in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about, you know, Ruben Torres, 140. Yeah. There's a couple of 140-pounders, right, that are that are right there. So, yeah, I'm very curious to see how he's going to do, Rick. Yeah. How he looks, right? And I think, by the way, I think they have him against a, against a pretty good opponent for his comeback. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, you know, it'll definitely be one where, you know, he looks good in and— uh, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll just see how good he looks and and how he comes out of it. He's still a top rank, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 got to be a good thing. Um, I have my hand, Rick. I have the latest uh, Ring magazine. Mm-hmm. On the cover is the Golden Boy himself. Yeah, the owner of Ring magazine, I think technically. Yeah, right? don't yeah. don't they own it? 
Oscar De La Hoya. I'm right? pretty sure full of all kinds of propaganda. I don't. I don't even know if I want to take a look. Well, yeah, you did. You didn't seem to complain when they ran a special edition of Tito Trinidad, right? Well, Which I think yeah. is still somewhere around there. I think yeah. you even ordered one. No, yeah, I have. I'm I not mistaken. One, yeah. yeah. Speak. By the way, this is the. Um, I think his girlfriend. What's her name? Holly. Holly Sanders. Holly Sanders. Yeah, I think she has this tattooed on her back. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. As I was perusing through her, uh, yeah, that's yeah. A, that he, it's, it's tattooed back there. And yes, by the way, there is a picture of her in, 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 in the magazine. In the magazine, yeah, yeah. go figure. She makes she makes an appearance. Pretty good though, right? I was going through it. I go through all of them, by the way, right? Even Trinidad, because mm-hmm. they really do. They do a very good job of going into detail and give you the insights into their career and kind of how it went along, right? So whether you're a fan of the fighter or not, you still get, um, you know, the background and some of the things and. Right, I learned something, or that I had forgotten about the Trinidad de la Hoya fight. Okay, explains a lot more. Oh yeah. Yep. So Rick, leading up to the fight with Trinidad de la Hoya was having a great camp, uh-huh. right? And then, sure enough, Rick, at the very last week, while he was running, he trips and sprains his ankle. Ankle was like the size of a of a, of a soccer ball, man. Yeah, I. I just don't believe it. I watched the fight, oh, and if, if there look was ever ankle. if look, there was ever a track star, yeah, it was Oscar De La Hoya that night. I rewatched the fight, Rick, he and look at his ankles, the ring, his, and his you could ring, you could see you could see that they had one ankle extremely taped up. But here's the thing, right? Now we gave a hard time. I think you certainly did uh-huh. to trainer Richard Alcazar, uh-huh. right? For, for but here's the thing, De La Hoya says it wasn't Alcazar at all. It was Gil Clancy. If you recall, the great Gil Clancy was in his corner. That told him? Yeah, he yeah he said that Gil Clancy told him. So all through training camp, De La Hoya says that Gil Clancy's saying, you got to box, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Don't get in there. Um, and, you know, obviously we've covered it, right? He, he gave uh, Trinidad a boxing lesson for nine rounds, right? And then and Clancy, right, in the last three rounds, tells De La Hoya, Get on your bike and keep boxing. Mm-hmm. So Deloitte said it was Gil Clancy that gave the infamous instructions to essentially run, Rick. Well, he still fired Alcazar after the fight, so either way. Well, <laughs> you know, what Gil Clancy was done. Gil Clancy yeah. was one of those guys. What is he like? He's like a Roger Craig yeah. manager in baseball, right? But I think that um, – but I think it was interesting, right, that he was calling out uh, Gil Clancy, mm-hmm. not Alcazar, man. No, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so the, so there you have it, yeah. you know. Um, again, I've I've gone through that. We've we've talked about that. We have an episode where we talk. We do nothing but talk about the Trinidad De La Hoya fight. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't lose, right? No, the, I, talking I about right, De La Hoya, right? Right. Well, no, he, he didn't, lost. He didn't. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We're not going to get into it again. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. And De La Hoya said this, and he's right. De La Hoya says. His instinct, and he showed it against Ike Corte, Rick. He showed it against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Fernando Vargas. He showed it against um, uh, Ricardo Mayorga. He says his instinct is to go in there and finish and not leave it to the judges. But on that particular night, he said he had the respect and listened to the great Gil Clancy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. That part, that part, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't like it, right? There's the old saying, right, yeah. that you're not a failure in life until you start pointing fingers at other people. Okay, that's when you you know become a yeah, failure, and know, so I so I don't like that. I feel like if he felt like he could have done better, yeah, he we would have had another fight. Well, he said he did. He said they tried uh, scheduling another fight, and they just they wouldn't do it. It was Don King, remember? Don King was Trinidad's promoter, and Don King had his fingerprints all over that decision, Rick, and you know that. And uh, Trin, uh, De La Hoya says they tried scheduling another fight. 
Didn't happen. All right, Rick. Okay, so let's set up the show here because, yeah, we can go on that yeah. that whole thing. So, again, we got the great Ruben Ace Torres out of South yeah. Central is going to be joining us here a little bit. Again, cannot wait. Cannot wait to hear a story. And, uh, you know, we got him for a couple segments. The truth is, Rick, somebody like that, we really need him in the studio, mm-hmm. right, for an hour or so and, you know, cut it up. But you know what? Just the fact that he's taking time out of his training yeah. camp is, is going to be something else. Uh, we're going to cover the fights that happened over the weekend, fights that are coming up. It is round four of our podcast. We always talk about a fight that ended in round four that resonates with us. And I think you got the pull this week, Rick. Okay, so we have uh, Mike Tyson versus Larry Holmes, January 22nd, 1988. Um, Larry Holmes was lured out of retirement for a $2.8 million purse to challenge for the undisputed world heavyweight uh, title. Yeah, and this is like insult to injury after talking about, you know, Felix Trinidad and De La Hoya. Uh, you know, everybody should know at this point, Larry Holmes, my favorite heavyweight of all time, yeah. top five, right? Um, and it, But see, do these fights count, Rick, when they're fighting and they're way out of their prime? Because Greg from the Hill, Goyo, who was on this podcast uh-huh. last year, he says it counts, right? And I know it does on the record, but come on, man. Like, Holmes destroys Tyson in his prime. Yeah, you know, I, 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 unfortunately, it still counts. Yeah, because he came back. Uh, he shouldn't have come come back. Yeah, you know, he had lost his two his last two fights to Michael Spinks. Yeah, uh, gets lured out of retirement after two years. Yeah. to fight Mike Tyson. I think he knew it was a mistake, but two point eight million dollars is is too hard to turn down. Yeah, Larry Holmes is the guy, by the way, the Eastern assassin that they mm-hmm. asked. Hey, who of the you know who of the previous great heavyweights would you like to fight? You know, Larry yeah. Holmes. Um, you know, Joe Lewis, right? Jack Johnson, Jack Dempsey, Rocky Marciano. He says, I don't care. He says, whichever one pays the most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's very honest. I just here's the thing, man. I, you know, when you look at, uh, he clearly was out of his prime, and you could say the same thing. And by the way, you know. Tyson said he was uh, revenging Ali, right, because of what Larry Holmes did to Ali. So it is what it is, right? I just hate that it counts against a fighter's record. Here's another two, right? Uh, Hector Camacho beating Roberto Duran mm-hmm. and um, and ending the career of Sugar Ray Leonard. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, come on. Vinny Pazienza beating Roberto Duran. I mean, give me a break, yeah. right? But I get it. These guys are hanging on too long. They're trying to make another paycheck, and that's what happened here. So I'll tell you what. The fact that Larry Holmes lasted four rounds says something. Mm-hmm. Some guys only lasted, what was that, Marvis Fraser, 53 seconds? Well, it had been the first time he had, he had been knocked out. Larry Holmes, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think actually uh, it was the only time yeah. he's been knocked out. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. No, he was. A, he went, you know, he got knocked down on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, but never knocked out. But it is what it is, right? I mean, you go to boxing rack and it counts as a loss. So what are you going to do? Yeah, you had a prime Mike Tyson, and um, you know he was thirty nine years old when, yeah. he, when he took this fight. Yeah, that's, after being out two years. No, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty much it, man. But there you go, Rick. So thanks for bringing back my favorite all time yeah. heavyweight getting knocked out in round number four, right? Although, um, although George Foreman won the title at what when he was forty four, right? Yeah. But come on, it was against that little lefty guy. Yeah, Michael Moore. Yeah, Michael Moore. That's just a whole different deal, man. That's not the same, you know? All right, folks, uh, let's take a quick break, Rick. Let's get to the fights that happened over the weekend, get to the fights that are coming up, and then let's get to the discussion and the interview with Ruben Ace Torres. Can't wait. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz. We'll be right back.
because if it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, let's uh, talk about the fights that happened over the weekend. Fights coming up. Yeah, so um, we'll start with the, um, the the big card. It was the DAZN card yeah. out of Fort Worth, Texas. We had Virgil Ortiz Jr. winning by uh, technical knockout in the ninth round over Michael McKinson. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, by the way. I mean, he, he basically dominated McKinson. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing is that McKinson looked pretty good in his previous fight. That was mm-hmm. the fight where... Um, where uh, Ortiz Jr. could make. He had the whole medical issue. Yeah. We talk about there being different levels in boxing, Rick. Mm-hmm. You could clearly see that Virgil Ortiz is on a different level than this guy. Yeah, th- this guy just didn't have, you know, he was he was the crafty lefty. Yeah. Not much power, only two knockouts in, in 22 fights. Yeah. Um, you know, perfect guy for, for Ortiz after a one-year layoff to, to look good against. Yep. Um. You know, and, and but he did look impressive. You know, it yeah. didn't didn't look like he had been out a year. Yeah. So the streak continues, right? Nineteen yeah. to no, nineteen knockouts. Mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced of his like style, Rick. And sometimes he goes into kind of like a peekaboo style. Uh-huh. Um, remember, right? And the other guy that was on this card, Maurice Hooker, who lost, and I know we'll get to that here in a bit. He actually was out boxing Ortiz for a couple rounds. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week. I'm still not convinced that his father is the best choice for him. As a as a trainer, Rick. No, and and quickly into that fight, yeah. Um, between the first and second round, yeah. You know the the commentators were all um, talking about how there's there's three voices in that corner, right? You know the his dad spoke first. Yep. You know then another trainer, then yeah. another trainer. It's kind of like yeah. each of them took twenty seconds. Yeah. You know, uh, of of that break. Yeah. To g- give out different instructions, and um, you know, uh, Sergio Mora said, you know, there should only be one. That's exactly right. Yeah. What is it that they say in football, Rick? Uh, you know, if you've got three quarterbacks, you've got no quarterbacks, yeah. right? It's the same thing in boxing. If you've got three trainers, you've got none. Like somebody <laughs> needs to be at the helm and, you know, their directionally needs to be a consistent strategy, right? And you can't yeah. be having so, – anyways, it doesn't work. Yeah. If it if it did, Rick, then all the great fighters in their day, right? Sugar Ray Leonard would have Angelo Dundee and Gil Clancy, yeah. right? And somebody else in there. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way, man. Um, and then plus, like I said, beyond that, I just don't think that the father is always the best um, in every... I'm not saying it doesn't work, yeah. right? We've talked about that. In some cases, it does work. But I think for Virgil Ortiz, and this is just looking at his style that he fights, right? I, I just think there's more. I'm not sure if the dad or who he has now can get the most out of that potential. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, he looked great. He knocked out McKinson, so you know, on to the next one. Yeah, you know, and it... It'll be interesting. Um, you know, Terrence Crawford was there at ringside, you know, watching the fight. They went to him, you know, for, for yeah. his analysis. And yeah. um, I don't know if that's a sign that uh, negotiations aren't going well between Spence and Crawford. And, and you know, it could be Virgil Ortiz versus It's Terrence exactly Crawford. the type of fighter that Crawford should be fighting. Yeah. Right. Now, yes, I had him for effect. I had Crawford at number 10 on my pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Really for effect. I know it, you know, pissed a lot of people off. The reason is he's not fighting. He doesn't fight yeah. anybody. So, yes, that's exactly the guy. Crawford, by the way, is coming out on social media and whoever wants to ask him about And he keeps saying, clearly, he's the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter yeah. in the world. Why? Clear to, clear to who? Clear to only him, Rick. I'm sorry, but you got to fight people. These are the kind of guys. Yeah. Fight the Ortizes. Fight the uh, Jerron uh, Boots Enos, mm-hmm. right? Fight those guys. Yeah. Then, so, yeah, anyways, great performance by Ortiz. I, I just, there's something about his style. I'm not sure. And by the way, I didn't say I wouldn't favor Crawford against Ortiz. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it uh, 
you know, I, I, I felt like Ortiz's projection was going yeah. in a, in a higher, yeah. you know, it, it was pretty steep. Yeah. Now it's kind of leveling off a little right. bit, and I hope that they can find a way to get that, uh, yep. going back in the right direction. Yeah. Um, also on the card, uh, Blair Cobbs pulls up the upset. Yeah. Uh, unanimous decision over Maurice Hooker. Yeah, that was a good fight. I yeah. mean, we talked about that, right? Defining moment, one of those turning points, pivotal, you know, call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Blair Cobbs looked ready. You know, he uh, he came prepared. Good game plan. Kind of got worn down there, I, th- I thought, in the middle to late rounds. Yeah. Uh, took some, you know, took some headbutts as well. I think for Maurice Hooker, like you said, I mean, he's not a ham and egger. But he's probably going to be that proverbial gatekeeper, Rick. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's at that point now. But uh, Blair Cobbs, with this win, has put himself in there. You know, where he's going to get a meaningful opponent. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and why not? Yeah. Rematch with Rocha. <laughs> yeah, could be. Uh, Marlon Esparza defended her title. Yeah. Um, unanimous decision, and then um, uh, Bechtemir looked pretty good in a, a body shot knockout. Over his opponent. Yeah, the only thing, okay, so with Marlon Esparza, we talked about it. She looked good. She won. We want the rematch with uh, Sinisa Estrada. Uh-huh. Top ranked Sinisa Estrada. Yeah, and now it's not going to happen. Yeah, for, yeah, forget that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. So, yeah, that, that's what that just did. Um, with regards to Bechtemir, hey, listen, okay, Rick, I'm sorry, but we still remember what happened against Gabriel Rosado. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we still remember. We still remember, right? Knockout of the year. More than likely, candidate, right? We still remember what happened, and until he steps up, right, and and has a big win, yeah. The, the I'm sorry, but the jury's still out on that guy. Of course, he's gonna blast these guys that he's fighting. So the the, the victory over Sladan Jajanin didn't do much. No, it did absolutely nothing, okay. Rick. It did absolutely <laughs> nothing. But you know what happened is right, and this is the thing, right? And this is the thing, and we'll talk to to Ruben Torres about this later on. Is that you have to be very careful as you navigate a fighter's career. Mm-hmm. It's very delicate, right? Yeah. And I think that it's really easy to get overzealous, right, um, from a business perspective. And and fighting and boxing, it's just it's a different sport. It's a different game. You do. You have to be very cautious and, you know, ca- you know not overly cautious, right, where you're going, you know, 10 years. But in that case, they clearly underestimated Gabe Rosado. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad choice. Yeah, no, the matchmaking wasn't good on that. No, it's horrible. Um, also, this weekend it was on. Um, I don't know. Was it on ESPN? Conlon. Yeah. Yeah, ESPN okay. Plus. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Michael Conlon. Yeah. Uh, he got a unanimous decision victory over uh, Miguel Mariaga. Yeah. Um, this one was from Belfast, Northern Ireland. They had to set him up, Rick. I told you it was like Top Gun, Maverick, mm-hmm. get him back in the air after the devastating knockout to you know to Lee Wood in the last round, right? They had to get him back, and they yeah. had to get him a victory. I think you're going to see him have another one or two of those fights before they try to step him up against somebody big. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely, and um, you know, good. To, he's an exciting fighter. You know, he's he's good, and nice to watch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we definitely want him. You know, hopefully wins a couple more and then he gets into, uh, you know, he was looking for a Lee Wood rematch yeah. right already, but I don't, think I don't know so. if he's ready for that yet. No, he's going to fight uh, Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, then this weekend, yeah. uh, we've got a pretty good ESPN, ESPN Plus card from yeah. Las Vegas, Teofimo Lopez versus yeah. Pedro Campa. Yep. Yeah, can't wait for that one, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't. The last we saw Teofimo Lopez, uh, there's another father son trainer that that I'll mm-hmm. tell you right now that's not working, right? Yeah. The dad giving him great tactical boxing advice in the form of go f him up. Yeah, 
Go f them up already. <laughs> Beautiful advice, right? You know, where, where did you learn that from? Um, so that's the last we've seen him. We find out that obviously he had some physical ailments. Hey, listen, you know, look at the picture. There's a picture of Teofimo Lopez yeah. with my son Sean right here in Pachanga. I love Teofimo Lopez, yeah. right? Good fighter. We also know he had a lot of stuff going on outside the ring, Rick, mm -hmm. right? Marital issues, stuff with the family. That's kind of tough, right? Yeah. And it's not like, you know, in baseball, you know, one of my coaches used to say, as soon as you step across the white lines, you leave everything else out. It's not that easy yeah. in boxing because boxing, you're training for eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And unless you go up like Rocky or, you know, you fly to Russia and train in the snow, yeah. it's not that easy. People can be a big distraction. Yeah. And a lot of times your wife will follow you there anyway. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's she did. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, you know, he had a lot going on there. My hope is that his head is clear, he's focused, right? And we see the Teofimo Lopez w that gave us the virtuoso performance yeah. against Lomachenko. And, I hope I hope it's that Teofimo. And, and boxing needs that Teofimo Lopez. That's exactly like he's, right. He's one of the biggest stars. He could be one of the biggest stars in boxing. Just has to reach that level again. He went from top, you know, pound yeah. for pound, Rick, yeah. to quickly out. Mm -hmm. Go figure. Yeah. Um, also on this card... Uh, excited about this guy, Sanders Zayas. Yep. Yeah. Um, versus Elias Espadas. And, um, you know, look forward to seeing him back in the ring. I love Sanders Zayas, Rick. Yep. I think at some point he needs the headline fights. We've talked about that. Get Berlanga off, you know, the, yeah. the headliners or just have him start, you know, take him the route of Eric Butterbean, right? Yeah. Where he's just going to knock out guys, king of the four <laughs> rounders. Sanders Zayas. And the way they're navigating his career mm -hmm. is exactly how they should be doing uh, for fighters. They're taking it very carefully. Yeah. And they even interviewed. You know, I love the kid. Xander Zai says, you know what? I trust my management team. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not looking to get a strap, you know, this year. And I like that. Yeah. No, no. Um, it has a lot of uh, good tools. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see it on display on, on Saturday. I can't wait, man. Him and Jerome Butzinas are, so, are two yeah. of my, like, the guys that I just love to see, man. Although yeah. Butzinas is a little farther ahead. Yeah. And that, that's it for uh, this coming weekend. Perfect, Rick. All right, then we're going to take a break. And then coming up on the other side of the break, we have, again, Rick, I love when we have the local fighters. Mm -hmm. You know, I love any fighters that we get on. But I always love the SoCal guys. Again, um, out of South Central, uh, born in Santa Monica. So coming up next after the break, Ruben Ace Torres. Not going to miss it. Very insightful. Pacific Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And on the line with us, we have a very special guest, Rick. Every time we get this quality of fighter, especially here in our backyard, prize fighter out of South Central, going to be headlining the 820 Path to Glory fight, 820 here in Corona, California. We have none other than Ruben Ace Torres. Ruben, welcome to the podcast. How are you? What's good, man? How's it going? Uh, everything's all right. Uh, like you said, just you know, kind of down the days. But I appreciate you guys taking the time to bring me in on this on, on the show, man. Glad to be here. We appreciate you taking the time, taking the time out of your training camp. Speaking of, how's training camp going? Are you on uh, on target to make weight? And in general, how's it going? Uh, most definitely. Come on, man. This, this is a uh, keyword: professional boxing. You know, you got to be professional about it. So. 
um, yeah, everything's everything's solid right now. Just um, making the final preparations, uh, staying focused, locked in, ready to go for August twentieth. Excellent. I know that I don't think they've named an opponent yet. I know that's going to be coming really soon. But just based on the fights that we've seen, obviously you're going to prepare um, for whoever they're going to put in front of you. Now this is a Ruben Torres, Rick, who's 18 and 0, 15 knockouts. Right when you when you hear those kind of numbers, Ruben, so it'd be easy just to kind of go through the motions. Uh, there's a saying about fighters, right? If a fighter's not getting better, he's getting worse. Anything specific that you've been working on in this training camp? Um, well, you mentioned I don't have an opponent. I actually do. Um, I just can't think of the name right now. Um, so we found out uh, like a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago. Okay. I'm um, fighting a lefty. So, oh. um, that, you know, uh, changed the whole, uh, we were already in camp. Like, sure. I was supposed to fight, um, in the month of July. Uh, they had an opponent lined up for me. The opponent ended up, um, getting hurt for that camp. So we kind of like had to push it back and they wanted me to fight the same dude. Okay. They were like, oh, this is, you know, um, so my understanding was who was going to fight in August against that dude on this show. Turns out he didn't want to sign a contract or I don't, I don't know what. It's a lot that goes into it. Maybe sure didn't feel ready, whatever. So they ended up finding a lefty. Um, so we had to, you know, um, just you don't fight lefties every day, spar lefties every day. So um, going and get that sparring. Shout out to my team for putting that together, and, uh, my coach and uh, manager and, you know, figuring it out, and, and we just went to work to prepare for a lefty. Excellent. But um, as far as uh, getting better, um, just staying in the lab, I feel like you're always finding new things to get better at. Sure. Um, get sharper at what you're already good at, but then also add some new things to the to the arsenal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Rick, what is it that uh, Mick, Rocky's trainer, said about lefties? Something that they shouldn't make? They, they, should, they, they should outlaw all lefties. They should outlaw all lefties. That's yeah. what uh, that's what Mick, Rocky's <laughs> trainer, said about that. Ruben, he didn't want to hurt his feelings, so he never told him. <laughs> but yeah. but what what is it about Southpaws though, Ruben? That's you know obviously other than the fact that you know that they're lefties and and is is it the foot movement? Is it is it timing? You know what is it that that's that's different about the cadence with the Southpaw? Um, I think it's like a, a lot of that. Um, it's like a lot of like that saying that they say. Um, you 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 fear what you don't know, mm. or something like that. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's just like I said. You, you know, you don't fight them. You don't fight even in like amateurs. There's not just it's not that many of them. It's true. So you're always in the ring, always yeah. sparring probably with right-handers unless sure. you're lefty. And you're always sparring with right-handers. Yeah. But even then, this is not so common. Yeah. Uh, so I think that it's, it's more. Um, you do definitely have to fight a certain way. Um, there's certain tactics. Uh, you, yeah. You would know if you. Like actually study boxing and watch a lot of boxing. Sure, there's uh, keys to beating a lefty and all that. So, I think um, it's more mental on the mental side. You know, yeah. boxing is a mental game. So, I think um, if you, people try to like put too much weight on on that on that uh, you know just stepping around and um, trying to land a right hand and shit. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's like it, it's boxing. So you just gotta get in there and figure it out. Honestly. Um, yeah, your your studying and your training is gonna pay off a lot. But yeah, I mean, I, I really think that it, it's more of like a mental game when it comes to that because you could lose a fight just trying to perfect them tactics and you, you're you're getting your foot on the outside, but you're not landing no punches. So yeah, um, that's a just, very good point. Uh, it's more mental, I would say. No, that's a very good point. You could almost get overly tactical, right, on what you're supposed to do, but yet 
at the end of the day, the objective is to win, is to win the dang fight. Yeah, and, and and it's a great point you, you make gotta, too. We got to connect. Yeah, absolutely. Because like even in baseball, right? There's not a lot of lefties, which is why it's tougher to hit lefties and why there's such a such such an oddity. So the last time we saw you, Ruben fight, it was back in uh, February. And I got to tell you, and Rick, I told you after the fight, and it's even in our podcast. I love that fight because here was a fighter. It was a little Argentine, uh, very short. You could have easily been very impatient, right? You did end up taking him out, but I really loved your approach in that fight. And I told Rick, I said, that's probably the most poised fight that I've seen you. And we've seen you in person, by the way, live quite a few times. Um, And so I don't know if that's what you did specifically to prepare for that fight, but I think that's one of your best performances. And I'm just being completely honest. They're looking out, man. I appreciate that. I was just... um talking to to the homie um his grandpa's a big boxing fan so he was actually he got on my case because mm-hmm. he was like man you had no business being in there that long with a with a small guy like that and um that's the thing like i didn't see that at all yeah like you know people like to see knockouts and stuff so i'm just glad i was able to deliver the knockout um however however it went it's the dude was tough i'm not gonna lie um, oh yeah I, I do appreciate you saying that that was like the sharpest you see me or, or most poised. But um, if he would have got out of there sooner, I think it would have been better. Uh, but yeah, just it, it, it comes with time, you know. We I'm, like you said, I already have 18 fights, so I mean, uh, I've already learned that not everybody's in a not everybody. Some people take your shots well, and uh, you could you could hit them and hit them. Sometimes it's. Uh, sometimes it's the little guys that they got the most dog in them you know they got oh, the absolutely. biggest dog it's not about the size of the dog either so uh, yeah I'm just glad that uh, he, he didn't get up and I, I thought he was too <laughs> yeah um, yeah but uh, he didn't end up getting up and shit we're on to the next one you know just trying to get better from there yeah, I, I get to see the fight through the lens of a camera, by the way, which is interesting as a side note. Like, I literally have about, I don't know, probably about like over a thousand photos of your fights, just so you know, of each fight. And so yeah. I get to I get to see everything, tactically, what you're doing, your feet, your punches. But yeah, when you when you had started that fight, again, just extremely patient, right? And that was the thing. A lot of people, their ringside is, oh, he's going to go in there and blast them. And I said, he can if he wants to, probably, but that's not what you do. In the, in the pro ranks. But, Ruben, I'm going to take you back just a bit, okay? So, you know, yeah. bef- before we were watching you and before, you know, thousands of people are going to are gonna go watch uh, on August 20th and we're going to get to that promotion and where they can get tickets, etc. But you started boxing at the very ripe age of nine. Um, from what I understand, your dad got you into boxing. Um, I'm really big on people doing what their purpose in life is. And by the way, as a side note, it's said that only 5% of people actually do what they are intended to do. The other Damn. 95% are just kind of roaming around, basically, just hoping that they that their ship lands in the right port. You know, given that, right, are you in that 5%? Is this, is, is this what you were intended to do, is to fight? Uh, I, I don't know if, um, I mean, probably, shit. Um, that, that's real, that's, you got real deep on me, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, um, my, uh, my purpose in life is to take care of my family, um, at the end of the day. So I love that. it just so happened to be that uh, I found, you know, yeah. um, something that I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, shit, uh, it's, it's a great risk, but the yeah. reward can be, can be high, high, um, high as well. 
maybe even greater than the than the risk. So uh, I think I just um, stumbled upon this path originally. Yeah. And then um, I had pulled away from it for a little bit. Yeah. But then pulling away from it allowed me to see that shit. Maybe maybe we could do something with it. So obviously I I didn't make the right the wrong choice. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, haven't got there yet. To yeah. Where. You know, I could say, hey, mom, you don't got to go to work today or you could call your job and just dip out on them, you know, but sure, shit, that's why you get up in the morning and, and go and put in that work and um, go 10, 12 rounds in the gym with somebody else or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but we definitely didn't didn't make the wrong choice, I don't think. I don't think so either, by the way. And I think that, you know, opportunity uh, opportunity knocks, but not everybody opens the door. And opportunities also have an expiration date, you know. And and clearly yes, and clearly, you're taking advantage of that opportunity. You started when you were nine. It sounded like you, you took a little hiatus, almost like a little, uh, I'll call it like a self-actualization, right? Do I still want to do this? Um, from, from what do we understand, you went away to college. It was a, a year or so. Um, and then was it just that you missed fighting? Did you realize that, you know what, this isn't me? Um, it would how, how, take, take me through that process. That whole, that, that whole time period of, uh, me going away and stopping boxing, like that was just me, like kind of being hardheaded and just wanting, you know, thinking that I, I knew what was best. And, um, I had, you know, life, life, uh, humbles you real quick. So sure. I ended up like not doing, you know, not knowing what the hell I was going to go to school for, like, just, I want to say lost, but just like, damn, you know, just real life hits you and you're like, shit, well, what the, you, you box for so damn long and yeah. then you're just going to walk away from it. It's kind of like, you know, you, that's all you, that's all you know. Sure. And then a lot of my peers, um, that I was like still kind of like tapped in with, uh, they were doing pretty well in Barcelona, you know, making debuts, signing with so-and-so, and yeah, I was like, shit, well, I got to do that too, you know, so, sure. um, and then it's like, obviously, not knowing the, the sport, it's, it, you, you kind of get it, like, still nowadays, um, people find out you're a pro boxer, like, damn, so you, you make money, huh? <laughs> so, you know, this, uh, the, the same thing, I was like, damn, they, they're probably getting paid, so, um, you know, wanted to chase that dream, and then, uh, one thing led to another. I ended up making my debut and shit. Um, a little bit before that, I had went to the Golden Gloves, and I think that's what really kind of like, um, you know, like I went back to work with the same coaches that I had started boxing with, and sure. they were uh, at first my coach was kind of hesitant because I hadn't even talked to them for a while, so they didn't know what I've been out there doing or. If I even am I gonna come back and still be the same fighter and this and that, I'm pretty sure they had their, you know, just the, not their doubts, but um, they they probably wanted to test my uh, dedication, if anything, because just knowing the sport and takes a lot of that. And uh, shit, I ended up going uh, fighting in like a few tournaments, one in Arizona. I was with um, Antonio Diaz. I remember my okay. coach like trusted him to take me out there with him. I ended up winning that tournament, and then after that, I came back and I fought um, in, in the Golden Gloves. Like okay. we had to go to like districts and regionals and all that. I made it to the nationals, and like that was like my first like kind of eye opener. Be like, damn, I haven't even been like I don't know how long this was been training, but I've, I've been in 
like not even a year and sure. uh so so after that i think i made my debut like later that year or the top of the year after that um ended up getting signed with thompson and shit we ain't look back since we just keep keep moving forward just You've been um, you've been extremely busy since two, I could see since yeah. 2017. I mean, when you think about it, it's essentially a five year career. You know, eighteen yeah. though. And by the way, I think that we're glad that you came back. Um, you know, your very entertaining style of fighting. And I think that you know, again, I think that when you have to Good take looking, a, thank you. Yeah, I think when you take that year or so, and this is for anything. I think I admire and respect, by the way, what you did. I think sometimes you got to back off, right, um, from the grind and really kind of level set. As an individual, and better to do it now, by the way, better that you did it like early on than, you know, whatever, some midlife crisis or worse yet, Ruben, you look back, right, when it's too late, because what you do, right, and this is for any, you know, pro athlete, right, it's not something other than I guess George Foreman can do it, Rick, at age 44 or whatever, but for for the most part, right, you know, I I tell my kids this, my daughters, that these are not things that you can go back, right? That's why I say opportunities have an expiration date. So I applaud you for going back and taking that. And I'm going to tell you right now, whatever happens in your career, I know that you've got aspirations and we'll talk about that, but you've already succeeded. And I'm telling you that right now. Nah, I like I said, I haven't succeeded until, until I could call the folks and tell them, hey, y'all good, y'all don't go to the work no more or or give, you know, give them that credit or whatever. But um, that that's when I consider myself successful. For right now, yeah, I guess for myself, I'm you know I'm doing all right. But um, I don't I don't think um, I think success means more than that. You know, it's not just about me. And I think that's one of the things that I just learned um, from from the family just growing up. You know, it's just not just about you sometimes. Absolutely, and that's, that's real life shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The uh, the Romans used to say your your success is not chiseled into the pillars of of castles rick but your legacy is how you've impacted other people and the imprint that that you've left on them that's your that's the ultimate uh signature of success well hey ruben we're going to take a very quick break because next we want to really transition to not only the fight on august 20th but i know right that you're looking beyond that now i know you know i'll do respect to the opponent we we definitely got to focus on that but i want to talk about you know, what happens next? There's different levels to boxing, as I know you are very aware. And as competitive as you are, I know that you want to test and see what level am I. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back again. 18-0 fighter, Ruben Ace Torres out of South Central California. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back on the line with the still is prize fighter out of South Central. Born in Santa Monica, Rick. That was a beach that uh, we used to go. Believe it or not, Rick, we used to ride our bikes down to Santa Monica Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was our big deal, man. And then we take the bus. That was the How beach. How far is that? It was like what? One twenty. Yeah, it was there? about a little under. Yeah, about a little under 20 miles. Yeah. We just yeah. like almost forty back. Yeah, yeah, there and back. yeah. It was nice going there because it was it was downhill, and then uh, you did what you did when you were a kid. You know that's that's especially in the summer. You still be riding? 
You still be riding? I don't. Not not as much, man. Nah, not as much. Yeah, I got a mountain bike, but I don't. I don't ride as much, man. I'm more uh, more of a golfer. More of a golfer. Which, by the way, I saw the picture on your Instagram. I saw you out in the golf course, man. How'd you do? Uh, shout out, uh, shout out, Beto, uh, Beto Duran. Okay. I nice. didn't know he was keeping score the whole time. I ended up getting second place. No kidding. I don't even think he was. Well, Kimmy TV. I thought. I don't even think. Uh, I don't even think he was like really. He probably just put us in. in, in he put me in second place. Yeah. I didn't think I was doing that good. I, at the end of the day, I didn't even have no more golf balls to hit. I, like the last two holes, too, like eighteen holes. Like I, I was like, man. And I didn't. I was too prideful. I didn't want to ask, you know, like, yeah. hey, let me yeah. get a golf ball and shit. But yeah, yeah, I didn't. I ran out, so I was just letting them do the thing for the last couple of holes. Um, I made, I made that putt though. Um, yeah, you? That was that was pretty tight. I, I, um, so, hey man, that, I was asking about the bikes though, because uh, I, I have a. It's like an Italian thing called a Bian, Bianchi. Oh no, kidding. Okay. Uh yeah, so I haven't. To be honest, I haven't rode it since like maybe like march or april though um it's just sitting right there but because uh, wow. i don't really got no homies that be riding like that yeah if i do like i'll just yeah. drive down to the beach and just ride up and down the yeah the shore right there is that a ro- um, is that a road bike is that what you got is it got like yeah the it's a road bike okay it's super light nice um, i have nice. a i got a um a aerospoke on it yeah yeah the aerospokes are uh it's a different brand now. It's not Aerospoke no more. But okay. Yeah, I, just, I got it right there. So, so whenever, whenever you're trying to ride to San Diego, I've been wanting to do that. Yeah. I think my my highest is like maybe like 40 miles. Wow. Uh, I go from like Norwalk to Long Beach and Damn. back. Damn. There's something therapeutic about that, right, Ruben? Because you're listening to music. It's just you, right? Like it's yeah, uh, and it's like once you uh, – it's kind of like when you go run and you're in camp, you know, that's why – I kind of like the road better than the treadmill because yeah. the treadmill, that button is just staring at you the whole time. But when you're on the road <laughs> and you run like three, four miles one way, yeah. um, you you got to run back. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to Uber <laughs> that thing me up. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's dope, though. I, I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Tell us, um, so when you're not boxing and you're not getting up, you know, at four or five in the morning, um, what else are you doing? What, what are some of those things that you like doing? I know you're in, you know, you're in high school, right? You play football. A little bit of basketball. Yeah. What what else you like doing? Uh, I just be chilling, man. Nothing too crazy. I just be uh, you know with the fam. Um, I got a big family, so it's always somebody's birthday. Uh, it was just my grandma's birthday, so happy birthday to her. Very nice, happy belated um, birthday. Yeah, it's always somebody's birthday. Um, baby showers. Um, yeah. So just kicking it with the fam. They'll come over. We'll go over there and barbecue. Um, should play video games with the homies. Okay. Um, Call of Duty and GTA and all that. Um, what else? Like you said, my bike. I enjoy going on like hikes um, to the beach. You know, kick it with with the homegirl, go to the beach or something like that. Yeah. Eat, of course, when not on a diet and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, man, just you know, just regular stuff, nothing crazy. Yeah, I I, I see that you're going to be in a uh, charity softball game. Um, you know, how, how are you going to do in that? I have no idea. I'm about to go to the batting cage and ride my bike. Um, the last time, the last time I went to the, I don't even. I used to play baseball when I was younger. I played like two years of hardball yeah. before the boxing. Yeah. And uh, in the city of Pico Rivera for RBA. Okay. Um, I still, I still yeah. talk to like a couple people that I used to play with. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I don't know, man. I'll let you know how I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, the, the you're you're talking. <laughs> you're talking to a couple of baseball legends right here. <laughs> oh, you know, we, we, we can we, we can help you out. In, in our, what in positions our, did y'all play? Well, uh, I, I go. I, I played third. I played third yeah. base and second base, man. Uh, you got an arm on you then. Yeah, yeah I, I played mostly you outfield. Did you? Oh, okay. So, uh, were you hitting home runs or what? Um, yeah, you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll have to send you, you know, uh, some some mechanics, swing mechanics. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it's gonna help, Ruben. I've I've seen them, so I have, <laughs> I have, uh, we got, I own, I have, to, we have two acres here, right in Murrieta, where the studio is, and I got a pitching machine, and I I seen Rick in action. It's not very, it's not a guy you want to take uh, lessons from. The the machine wasn't throwing strikes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So, so legends is a strong word. Uh, that's why I, I was like kind of relying on you, but no, it's all good. It's all good. We're all good at something, man. Oh, I know. We're still. Some of us are still trying to figure it out. Yeah. I think. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like I said, the the homie had just hit me up on on Instagram, uh, Javi. Molina, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, he just asked me if I wanted to be like be part of it. Um, so I was like, yeah, for sure, sign me up. So we'll see what that's about. I, I don't know where. I'll probably be. I don't know. I'll probably be in the outfield. I don't know if I want to be. Because I was about to be after my fight. I'm not. We'll see. We'll see yeah. how, like, it depends. Because I'm athletic. And um, I, I, I it just depends, like, what if everybody. Yeah. I'll just go with the flow, you know. I, I think I'll the worst thing. I think the worst thing, Ruben, is you're athletic, but I think you're competitive. And something yeah. tells me that, you know, you're not going to want to go in there and, and whiff and, you know, do, do a bunch <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm gonna just go with the flow. Um, yeah. Depending how, if everybody's trying to go hard, then of course I, I gotta stand my ground. But if everybody's just trying to have fun, and you know, some people might strike out or whatever. So I don't know. We'll just see how it goes, man. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. We will. Maybe we'll even go out uh, there, man. I think yeah. I think it's open to the. By the way, real quick, and because I want to get back to the um, your boxing career and where you move forward. But Santa uh, uh Santa Fe. High school, by the way, some of the notable, uh-huh. some of the notable alumni. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Ruben and Rick. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Joe Gibbs, the uh, former Washington Redskins coach, went to your high school. Um, so did a guy. Now, the reason I'm saying this, right? This isn't like on Wikipedia, okay? And then, and then it starts to get slim pickings. You like Mark Kotze and this guy named Steve Folsom. My point is, how do we contact Wikipedia? Like Ruben Torres' name should be all over this, man. You know. Uh-huh. Um, not yeah, they're, they're not so in love right now. But I bet you, when they win a world title, you know, a couple of world titles, they're gonna have me right back, trying to get his speeches and all that, which I'm open to. Absolutely. Um, I actually got hit up. Uh, I was eating one time, and um, the principal of uh, middle school, like in the city of, I think it was Whittier, okay. um, like approached me. She recognized me or something, and she asked me. Uh, to go, like, if I was willing to go to the elementary school and, you know, chat with the kids and all that. Um, that was just, that was not not too long ago, so we haven't set that up. But, I mean, I'm open to it, man. Like, in the gym where I'm training at right now, where we'll be training at in Santa Fe Springs. Yeah. It's always kids in there, you know. Like That's the, great. Uh, I'm, like, the only adult that works out in there, me and the homie Mike. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you get to, you stay tapped in with the youth. And, I mean, I, I'm... I would say I'm an outgoing person, so I just uh, try to just, you know, lend them a hand when I can. I'll spar with them sometimes. Um, depends, like, if, you know, they, they work up the the desire to want to actually get in there and spar. Some just go for the workout. But, yeah. Well, um, yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's cool, you know, just chop it up, chop it up with them. And 
ask them what they're listening to and you know music is crazy nowadays so oh yeah it's just no, uh yeah it's cool don't, uh, it's dope. Don't, just, don't get me not really get me trying, on trying to be a positive influence but yeah. i'm just me you know and if i can help them out then why not I think that, and I'm sure you realize that, right? But I think in in your position and your stature and where you're from, that um, that you do have, right, the opportunity to be a mentor, right? Like they, you know, kids look up to people like you as to what you're doing and where you're at. We go to your fights, right? And obviously, like you get swarmed. Uh, the place is packed when you're there. So, uh, so I do respect, right, and appreciate, especially if you take the time because you can make a difference. And you know the story, right? All you need to make a difference is the one. And and I think that fighters like you and maybe you don't realize it completely but i think that you guys have a huge opportunity to make a difference maybe more so than you're aware ruben yeah it's, it's different it's definitely you know especially as like a 24 year old like i turned pro when i was uh 19 yeah so um definitely like i'll i'm still a kid myself in, in a lot of ways so sure um it, it's it's definitely a lot of a lot of growing I've done a lot of growing and, and realizing that like at first it's kind of like man I, I don't I don't care you know like they could or they or they they don't have to you know they don't gotta look up to me they can look up to somebody else but no it's just um unfortunately that's what it is you know yeah. so I mean not unfortunately but um it's like a Sometimes it could be like a heavy crown away, you know, but I'm blessed to be in a Absolutely. position like this. So that's the way I look at it. I don't look at it as a burden and like that. It's just like, that's what it is. So um, if, if I can, if I can, the only way I can uh, really help them is if I'm true to myself. So just trying to align, you know, um, keep good people around me and uh, keep a good head on my shoulders and and the rest is take care of itself because I'm like I like I said I'm just being yeah. me, you know. Well, it's like I told you earlier, man, is that only five percent of people call it their purpose or their calling, but only five percent of people are really able to stay on course. Ninety-five percent of other huh. people are just are are just drifting. They're like you know, and if you don't know where you're going, the direction of the wind is irrelevant. And I think the fact that yeah, just life is crazy, bro. Yeah, just the fact that you're staying on course, right, and waking waking up in the morning and and doing what you got to do. So, you know, speaking of, okay, again, you got the fight on 820, okay? Um, you got to get through that fight, obviously, okay? But, you know, if you get through that fight, I don't like counting chickens before they hatch. Who was the other, the Thompson guy? Was it Saul Sanchez? He just went down yeah. in a major. That's not going to happen on 820, okay? But... I, but I know, I know, Ruben, that, you know, I've listened to a lot of interviews and it's always about, you know, what's what's happening next. There's different levels to boxing. And I know you want to test that, but I also think that you have to navigate your career in a, with a very pragmatic approach, right? So in other words, you got to be very cautious. I know you want to test yourself. I know you want to go up there against the best 140, 135. Um, but at the same time, you got to be somewhat cautious about it. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think I think you hit it on the nose. You know, everything's about timing, and uh, yep. right now I just have a lot of faith in um, in my team. Um, the way we're moving, I feel like uh, you know you always hear it. Like even my own people be telling me like, "Yo, uh, when is uh, when is the, you know when is the big fight?" And I hear it all the time, bro. Yeah. Like when when are you gonna fight in Vegas? And yeah, and the other show. Of course, like you, you do battle with that, but at the end of the day, like that's all ego stuff. You sure. Know? Like I'm undefeated, and you know I'm here for a reason. However long it takes, that's that's God's decision. Um, that's the I'm right mindset. Keep doing, keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, like I said, have 100 percent 
faith in my team and the way that they the way that they're um they got a plan i know they have a plan yeah whether they tell me or not you know so um i mean that's that's what we agreed to when, yeah when i signed when i signed my name on that dotted line and shit that's the cards i was dealt with so uh, like you said, right now, I'm just focused on August 20th. Um, my goal for the end of the year is to be at 20-0, so I definitely want to get back in the ring. Okay. Uh, ASAP after this fight. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely not overlooking nobody. Um, and, shit, uh, well, my, at, the, at, the, at the last fight, I pulled up, um, and I had an interview with, with, Doug, with Dougie. Yeah. And he basically, um, he basically, like, said some, some, some call-outs. Like, he, he had me, like, basically call out like yeah. a couple of the fighters in the ring magazine sure. it was like um frank martin and william cepeda so yeah um i just found out william cepeda's fighting uh jojo diaz mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to that yeah. but to that's that right. fight November 5th. um that'd be, yeah. that's a good test yeah um, yeah if it ends up happening you know how boxing is yep. right now so uh extremely I mean, political sick. extremely political and yeah, by the way we're, we're you... right there on that cusp man so i think like right now quitting or or stopping like that's not even yeah. on my mind at all like um just staying the course bro like, like you said you know you, you put it you put it in a, in a good way like what what uh good would those have five years those five years have been if, if i stop now you know what would that yeah. even look like um so just trying to like you said stay on my job and um just keep winning man the rest take care of itself it, right now yeah and, and I think I think Ruben also right. You got to be careful. Like one of the biggest, there's a lot of distractions in life, right? You know, there's drugs, alcohol, but one of the biggest distractions in life is other people, by the way. And so, and so I think that the fact that you're staying grounded, right? Because it'd be easy, right, Rick, for other people to be saying, "Oh man, you got to go fight in Vegas. You should go do that." Because because guess what, Rick? They probably get to share in on that. But here's the thing about a fighter: everybody shares in everything. Except the punches that he takes yeah. in the ring. That's the thing that only he right. shares. No one, no one, you know, he doesn't share that with anybody. He doesn't share the 4 a.m., you know, runs. He doesn't share the grinding and the sparring and all that. So I think that you definitely need to stay true to yourself and true to the plan. Now, that being said, okay, um, I okay. Here's the thing. You're you know you're big. I was gonna say big kid. You're not a kid. Like you're you're you know you're you're a young man. But you know what I mean in the boxing sense. But Rick always points out right, and we see you five ten, good size, right? Ryan Garcia type size, Alexis Arguello type size. Uh, sorry, we're almost six feet, dog. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, he's about six I'm feet. 5'11", five five eleven, yeah. Yeah. So I just say six. Yeah. So let's say six feet. Big advantage, obviously, if you're able to use it, which you know, which which you do, right? So we think, right, I think you can definitely um make some noise, right, in the hundred and thirty five, certainly the hundred and forty pound division. But by the way, Jojo Diaz I thought was is was one name. Here's a couple other names, by the way, in, in the WBA that, that I have circled. Sandor Martin. Only because he has a name and he beat Mikey Garcia, Rick. Yeah. Okay. All these guys are, and here's the thing, by the way, Ruben, this is just us venting. The rankings in boxing are an absolute joke. So let me just state that up front. Okay. The, why this guy, Rick, right? Ruben Torres is not ranked in the top 15 in any of the four sanctioning bodies is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. It just is. And I, and I say that Ruben, whether you came on the podcast or not, and Rick, you know that, right. Mm -hmm. I've pleaded for, for fighters like you, you know, Ruben Villa finally, right. Was ranked. Right. And then, you right. know, he, he barely loses the Navarrete. And then I don't even know if they have him ranked anymore, but I see guys like Sandra Martin, 
I see like guys. Tell me if you heard of this guy, Rick. Cletus Selden. You ever heard of him? Yeah, no. Yeah, he's ranked number nine. <laughs> he's ranked number nine in the WBA. By the way, he's the Hebrew Hammer. I'm surprised you haven't heard of the Hebrew no. Hammer, man. Um, and then a guy named Robbie Davies is ranked number 15. So you got guys like he's that. Been around, though, no? Robbie Davies has been around for a he, while, no? He's been around. He's a veteran. And this is nothing against them, Ruben. I'm not disrespecting these guys. These guys are professional prize fighters. What I'm saying, however, is... These are guys that you can not only go toe-to-toe with, but I believe these these are guys you can match up and beat, and these guys are ranked in the cook top em. 15. Well, cook them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that's for me, right? Yeah, if I can talk to you, is it Javier Lopez or is it uh, Mr. Zamora, right? It's like... Uh, <laughs> these are uh, so- um, Javier Gomez and Danny Zamora. Yes. My, my, my guys right there. Yes, the yes, yes. So, though, I mean, I so again... I trust them because obviously they've got you to this position and they are moving you along, you know, in a very incremental fashion. And so I have a lot of respect for them. Just make sure that you stay the course in that way, Ruben, because as you know, boxing can be an ugly business, brother. And all of a sudden one loss or whatever, and then people start to write you off, not because you deserve it, but because of the ugliness of boxing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, especially the year. Hell yeah. So here's the thing, uh, Ruben. I know that you're super busy. I know that you, you know, this is in the middle of your training camp. We're going to end with a few, uh, what we call the uh, shoe shines in the corner. Little quick, three quick questions. All right. And then, uh, so, then, we, then we will give you an opportunity, make sure that, you know, everybody knows where to reach you. Um, and then where, uh, obviously, tickets for the fight and whatnot. Do we still got the hammer for the round for the, our bell, Rick? Ready? Yeah. Here you go. All right. You got three questions. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, that's to 10 seconds. Sorry. All right. Question number one, Ruben. Go to music song for motivation. Uh, it has to be, I just throw in the whole Victory Lab album, the Nipsey album. This is like debut album that came out. Like that song, that album is, um, just play the whole thing through. And you just get so much game and motivation on just standing on your 10 toes and just like staying the staying the um they call it staying the course staying the like course yeah yeah absolutely nope. yep. absolutely no i love it all right question number two food favorite food go-to food obviously after a fight when your weight is irrelevant what is it mariscos <laughs> oh there mariscos you go right now. love yeah. it love Ceviche, it um tacos de pescado all that oh man Love that stuff, right, Rick? The campechana, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's one. That. That's one thing, by the way. <clears throat> we don't really have too many of those places out here in Murrieta. No, no. Maybe Corona might. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah Corona, Corona, Corona probably does. You yeah. Gotta go to East LA. Yeah. Yeah. There used to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I why well, I, I lived in uh, up in Silmar <clears throat> for a while up near Pacoima. That place had. You, you gotta go. You gotta go to Cuatro Vientos or. Um, Tacos Jalisco, Mariscos Jalisco in East LA. There That's it is. Like, you you got to go there. There it is. Wrote it you down. You haven't tried it, you're missing out. All right, there you go. I'm going to go there, Rick. I'm going to yeah. tell them Ruben Torres sent me. There's a, there's a plug, yeah. you know, free plug <laughs> for them. Not, they probably don't even know me, and they're, they're so, they're, they got their whole spot locked down, so they probably don't even know who I am. They will now. Okay, I'll still go there. <laughs> they they will now, Ruben. They're they're going to know when I show up there in the next week, man. They're, they're going to know. Yeah, Our... if they hear this, if y'all hear this, man, let me, let's your boy get like a 
Free dozen tacos or something. That's right. Yeah, they should. Watch, watch. The revenue. So many tacos, so much money. I swear. <laughs> but no, nah, it's cool. It's all love. We're, we're going to look at the revenue is going to increase like 30%. You know, it's cor- <laughs> correlation and causation. All right, last question. Favorite boxing movie? Um, Shit. I wanna, I'm, I'm going to just say Rocky. Those are dope. I, oh, actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to say The Champ. Okay. The, the, champ. the champ. Uh, my my pops put me on to that one like so long ago. Okay, I just rewatched it. Right. There's a lot though, like Raging Bull is dope, but I'm gonna just say Rocky. That's with that's okay. Like, but the champ's an interesting one. one. That's with uh, Ryan O'Neal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You don't even remember that movie. You got Rick looking through the internet trying to find the champ, Rick. Yeah, I, I don't know the champ. See? Yeah. First, your first guy that's that you're the first fighter that stumped Rick with the movie, Ruben. So good job. <laughs> Damn, that's a good movie, man. It's sad. It's a great movie. It is. It is a great movie. 1979. Yep, that's exactly yeah, right, man. My, yeah, my pops said the reason, like, one of the reasons why I'm like such a boxing fanatic and, and got into boxing, like you said, is my dad. You know, because I just grew up watching. So now sometimes I'd be thinking, like, damn, was I even like, I might have been downloading information that that I don't even know, and I just like pulled that out like mid fight. That I don't even know I have stored just from watching that shit going up and Love that. I remember we we was late we had the, the all Rocky all the Rocky movies yeah um, yeah it's like five that came out um, they came like in a package you know they had to like slip that all the movies came in that's right um, that was like a prize position and then watching you know movies like that like the champ like yeah it's just crazy. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I tell I tell you what, man, that is a very interesting pull. I had no no I could have guessed a hundred movies and I would have never guessed that you would have said champ. You should watch that movie, Rick. It is a sad movie, but it's a good movie. Oh, I'll find it. Yeah. Who's Rocky opposite? One. Yeah. Rocky, Rocky one. So that so of the Rocky yeah. series, Rocky One's your favorite? Yeah. Well, and by the way, and you know the story about right about Stallone, how he wrote it, directed it, but um, but they they wanted to buy the the basically the buy it from him, but without, they without him playing. Yeah, without him playing it. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, nah, no way. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. See, you gotta stay the course. That's exactly right. Well, that's exactly that's exactly right. <laughs> There is a saying that I love, Ruben. It's that life has a way of sifting out the weak, the lazy, and the uninspired. We cannot say that about this gentleman and prize fighter, Ruben Torres. Ruben, thank you so much. I, I mean it when I say it. It's a privilege to have prize fighters like you. I said that you could be a mentor, an example to other people. You are to folks like myself because the discipline that you show, the grind, it means a lot, and it makes things like I do in the corporate world a lot easier. So thank you very thank much you, from Pacific Coast Boxing. And how do we find you uh, if fans wanted to follow you? I know you've got an Instagram account. Any other any other way? Yeah, I got an Instagram. You can follow me at um, Ace Limited. It's underscore A-C-E-L-T-D. The L-T-D stands for Limited. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Ace the Great 258 just spell it ace the great at 258 um shit august 20th man pull up we're gonna be um headlining the the august 20th boxing show um out of corona california at the omega products arena um main event baby pull up uh it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fireworks man uh i got a uh, it's, it's a good card actually 
Um, you got fighters like myself, uh, the homie Louis Lopez. Louis Lopez, that's Coming, right. I think um, Corona versus uh, Pedro Valencia, that's going to be a, yep. a barn burner. Um, a couple of, I think uh, the homie Nelson is is on that card. Um, he actually helped me out with some sparring because he's a lefty. Uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out to that whole camp out there, uh, Rain Cross Boxing Academy under Coach Henry. Um, it's going to be a great, fight, a great night of fights, so y'all don't want to miss it. I got tickets. Uh, Hit me on Instagram. Um, they'll have them there. Like I said, uh, August 20th, man. Corona, California. Pull up. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, that's one of our favorite venues. It's essentially, uh, you know, right off the uh, right off the 15 freeway. No bat seat in the house. Um, perfect for a fan's perspective. Easy access. Great parking. And yeah, that's going to be a good card. Um, Louis Lopez. We got to get Lupe, uh, Louis Lopez on the on the podcast as well yeah. here at some point, Rick. But no, it's going to be, uh, it, of course, our guy here, Ruben Torres, never disappoints with the fight that he's in. Ruben, can't wait to see you. You're always prepared. Again, thank you very much. God bless. And we will be talking to you and can't wait to see you on August 20th. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. Um, once again, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. It was an honor. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, just want to say thank you to everybody who, who's tuning in. Um, come, you know, come fuck with your boys, man. These guys know know what they're doing over here at Pacific Coast Boxing. Tap in with them. Uh, thank you to all the fans. Thank you to these guys for having me, and thank you to all my sponsors and my team, man. I couldn't do it without none of y'all. Yeah, thank you, and uh, we'll definitely see you on the twentieth. Yep, appreciate right, it. Bro. I'll see you guys there for sure. Pacific Coast Boxing will be right back right after this show break. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back after um, an amazing interview there with Ruben Torres. Rick, what'd you think? Oh man, he's a great, great job. You know, um, great young man. Yeah. You know, it uh, has a really good head on the shoulders. And, yeah. Um, you know, just looking for big things for him. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, when you talk to to fighters like that, right? And again, we can go into so many different directions, cool. right? With, with somebody like him because he's got um, really an amazing story. I mean, we could have spent 30, 40 minutes talking about, you know, when he stopped boxing for a while and kind of whatever. And you know me enough, right? I read too many books, too much of a philosopher, so I got to be careful. But he's the kind of guy that you can have that kind of discussion with because, um, you know, where he's at in life and what he's doing, he's very well grounded, right? Yeah. When we talked about, you know, um, purpose in life and whatever, he said his purpose is to kind of help his family so you know he what he's saying too is like you know he's not he's not a fighter he's a person who happens to fight for a living yeah. right um but there's a reason why he does it and I'll tell you man you know um at six feet right mm-hmm. I said five ten I apologize yeah. it, you know he's not five ten yeah he's, yeah I know I know and I've and I should know that because yeah. I'm standing next to him a lot of times and it's yeah. like man this guy he's tall but at six feet. He he's gonna pose an issue, Rick. Yeah. For a lot of these guys, I threw out some names. That, that this is just me, right? If I was a boxing manager, right, mm-hmm. I'd be looking for some of these fringe guys. And I'm not saying, right, that's not any disrespect to him because I think he can compete yeah. and beat anybody. Okay, 
in the top 15 from 1 to 15. I'm just saying if I was navigating his career, I'd be looking for some of these guys, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, c- kind of similar with what they did with Ruben Villa, to, to just, be honest Just with to kind of move up, you know, move up those rankings, get yourself on the rankings and then moving up. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, the boxing is so damn political, right? And, you know, and here's the thing, and then you got to be careful because all of a sudden somebody is just using you to make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to take advantage, and maybe they throw out money that that seems very, um, it seems really, it uh, it could be very impressive, right? Yeah. And, And then all of a sudden, right, all of your dreams and everything that you had aspirationally goes out the window. It's like, well, wait a minute, this is a healthy paycheck, but there could be more. Right. If yeah. you just stay the path, right? Um, you you can't you can't help but root for somebody like this, Rick, mm-hmm. to to make it right. I think, by the way, I know he said that you know he he wouldn't consider himself to be successful until he's providing and helping his family. See, I think he's already a success. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Um. You know, when 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 he took a time away from boxing, yeah. you know, I think that was a good move uh, for him. You know, mm-hmm. because. I think he got to a point where, where he actually missed it. Right. You know, and yeah. once you know what it's like for it not to be around, yeah. you definitely want to keep it around even more. Yeah. You know, I, I think that was th- that was the big uh, yeah. thing for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and and like I said, I mean, to do what he's done and where he's at, right? I mean, you could compare him, right, to, to South Central's a rough neighborhood. All of, all of, you know, anywhere in Southern California, man. And you're able to stay the course with all of the distractions, you know, that surround somebody, especially like that, being a pro fighter. And for him to stay the course, stay disciplined, that's not easy to do. And at the end of the day, like I said, um, I very much think, right, that we will see him in a big title fight. And I very much think that he absolutely has the potential to put a strap on his belt. But in my opinion... Where he's at and what he's already accomplished, he's already a champion, man. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's a champion in life. Yeah, and you definitely don't want to rush it. You know, I think uh, you know they're going at a good pace now, and I think so uh, too. You know, we'll, um, you know, he'll get there when he gets there. That's right. Maybe Rick. Maybe they'll be. You know, maybe they're going to consult me for my uh, boxing management yeah. services. Somebody, somebody right? should. Yeah, yeah. How many? How many fighters have I suggested and navigated the right path, and then they go against, and then they end up losing? Yeah. Right. So hey. Oh, in all seriousness, definitely appreciated Ruben Torres coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I can't wait to see him uh, in a couple weeks, Rick. Yeah. I love that venue. Um, it'll be my first time shooting at that venue, by the uh-huh. way. Where I'm usually shooting indoors. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, so you have to adjust for the sun. And- yeah, yeah, it should be okay. But yeah, definitely looking forward to it. But all right, let's take a quick break. We got the stat of the week, and then we will finish round four of the podcast. We'll be right back. Goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick, we can't not end the podcast without the boxing stat of the week. Okay, so yeah, I went into the deep research for this one. Yeah, it was the oldest professional boxer by the Guinness Book of World Records. The oldest, the oldest fighter. Yeah, oldest professional boxer. Okay, um, and he and he held the record on two separate occasions. Oh no, kidding! Um, so this is uh, Steve Ward. Yeah, from Nottinghamshire, England. Yeah. 
And he was active from 1977 to 1987. Yeah. And then active from 2010 to 2017. Wow. But it, after looking at it, it looks like he, his last fight was in 2015 when yeah. he was 59 years old. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, right? I mean, bo again, boxing is one of those sports, man, that, you know, what do they say? You don't play boxing, mm -hmm. right? And you have to pass a lot of medical tests, by the way, Rick, right? Yeah. In order to get sanctioned. Of course, that all depends, I guess, what state you're at and, you know, how much money you're going you're gonna to pull in. Because, I mean, Holyfield just fought. How old was Holyfield? Uh, he had to be like early 50s probably. Oh, okay. But he, even he was a mess though. Yeah, yeah, he looked horrible. Yeah. He got knocked out by, uh, was it, uh, Vito Belfort? Yeah. Right? So there's why, by the way, you don't do that. It's one of those things. What do they say about old fighters, Rick? You could see the openings, but you still can't hit, you know, but you can't hit them mm -hmm. is the whole thing. But this dude, so his last official fight, he was 59, you 59, said? 59, yeah. Can you believe it? I'm looking at his boxing record. Uh -huh. Yeah, and he lost. He got lost TKO. <laughs> He fought a guy that was uh, 24 years uh, younger than him. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. You imagine? That's the interesting thing about boxing, right, is that at some point, like, the age doesn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're like, you know when we're kids, right, like out in the schoolyard, whatever, like if you're a fourth grader, you know, like fighting a fifth grader was a big deal. Yeah. Right? A sixth grader, forget about it. Mm -hmm. I'm, am I right? Well, you get the in the size differences, I guess, in boxing. Yeah. You don't really get, everybody's the same weight. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's what the point I was getting to. But yet when you get to boxing, you get, you know, 20-year-olds fighting 30-year-olds. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about it. It's like, whoa, that would have been like, you know, a fifth grader, you know, fighting a kid, guy in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it all evens out, you know, once you get past what, 20, 21, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, right, you could be 20 and fight a 30-year-old. There you go, Rick. That's the beauty about the sweet science of boxing that we love. All right, folks. Great episode, Rick. Uh, Going to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to listen to the interview with Ruben Ace Torres. Can't wait to see him in action in two weeks. Good fights this weekend. I'll see you next week, Rick. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs>